Welcome to the Agile Career Podcast, where we will take you on the journey from employed for life to employable for life. We'll give you the tips, insights, and strategies to help you build the transferable skills that you'll need. So let's get started. Please welcome your host, Gunter Richter. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Agile Career Podcast. This is episode 18, and once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join me and listen to the podcast. If you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite platform. The podcast is available on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other ones. And also, please feel free to leave a review or get in touch with me. Uh, All of your feedback helps me shape the future episodes, and I really do want to ensure that you get the most value out of listening to this podcast. So yeah, please do get in touch, please leave a review, and please keep on listening. So in this episode, I want to touch on and drill into a little more detail around skills, uh, given that the whole podcast is really about skills and specifically transferable skills. And what I wanted to do was expand on an earlier episodes or a couple of episodes, actually. So I think it was probably back episode two or so. I spoke about identifying your skills as being something that you needed to do to understand your current situation or where it uh, was that you, you were currently at. But it didn't really go into a lot of detail around how you might do that. So there was building on that. And then also uh, episode 17, which was the last one, uh, the one prior to this episode where Jamie joined me. Uh, Jamie mentioned uh, many great tools and resources available. And there was a lot of stuff in there. There was a lot of stuff he shared. Uh, Those links are all there in the show notes as well for episode 17. So you can follow those. And then I will be reposting some of the links in in this one as well, the ones that I'm going to refer to in this episode. So I've been looking through all of these things that, that Jamie shared with us in the last episode, and there really are a lot. So what I've done is I've drawn out uh, one of the resources um, uh, that I thought was quite pertinent. And then I've also used this in conjunction with other approaches to help you go through the steps of building a skills inventory. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the approach you can take for firstly identifying your skills and then putting these together in a bit of a skills inventory and how you can then use that to progress your career journey or your learning journey, or in fact, a combination of those two. So firstly, um, some of the content I'm going to cover is uh, based on work done by a guy called Sidney Fine. Uh, He was a historian at the University of Michigan, and a lot of work he did was around skills and skills development, employment. He wrote a lot of papers and quite a few books. And then the other one is a book uh, which I read back in 2017, and I only know that because uh, it comes out every year in a in a in a different version or slightly updated version. My one is dated uh, or titled 2017, and it's a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? Uh, the author is Richard N. Bowles. Uh, again, I'll post a link in the show notes. Um, and this book is a really great tool to help you shape up your career your career direction, uh, you know, whether it is, you know, whether you're hunting for a job or you're looking for a career change. And in fact, the book is subtitled A Practical Manual for Job Hunters and Career Changes. Uh, I'm going to be taking only a really small bit out of this book and discussing that today on the show. Uh, it's It really is a great tool uh, and well worth the time investing in it and spending uh, time going through it. But first, um, let's talk about the work that Sydney Fine did. So, he really grouped skills into three groups of, of, of skills. And the first group are the skills 
around what you can do. And, and these are your transferable skills. So this is going to um, be the most, uh, we're going to spend the most time talking about these. And to think about transferable skills or what you can do, these are usually verbs like constructing, creating, researching, analyzing, teaching, organizing, repairing, initiating, networking, communicating, and planning, and those sorts of things. So taking a, an approach of identifying it through a verb is, is a good way to do it. The next group of skills he calls the what you know skills, and this is special knowledge. Now, these can be identified by using nouns. So for example, they will be skills like physics, graphic design, bookkeeping, mathematics, data analysis, languages like French, German, Spanish, psychology. So those are the things uh, described as what you know. And then the third group are really skills around how you conduct yourself. And these are things uh, like your self-management skills, and they are typically described as things like adaptable, self-confident, dependable, supportive, loyal, persistent, innovative, and resourceful. So broadly, you can group your skills into those sort of three categories, but the one we're really gonna focus is on is, is transferable skills. And this is where we start moving into the work that um, Richard Bowles has done in his in his book, what color is your parachute and um really as i said focus down on the transferable skills because the more of these that you have the more choice you'll have when it comes to jobs and careers and the more flexibility and you'll see this you know becoming evidenced as you go through and start constructing the skills inventory so again looking at the transferable skills um the book breaks these into another three groups and um firstly there are people skills, and these are things like mentoring, negotiating, instructing, supervising, persuading, uh, you know, general communication stuff as well. And then there are skills around working with information and data. So things like synthesizing, analyzing, compiling, and computing. And then there are skills which do have to do with handling things like tending to things, driving, operating machinery, controlling things, you know, thinking about tools that you might use in carpentry and and uh, and, and those sorts of things. So, um, it's a good way to to classify your transferable skills into those three groups. Now, how do you then progress this? Well, I'd like you to start with going and thinking about events in your life or stories, if you want, and this is what the author calls them, and write these stories up. You know, in terms of what it is you did or what it is you experienced. And, and the way to think about these are times in your life or your career. It doesn't only have to be career, but you know, career is obviously what, 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 what a lot of this is about, but also think outside your career because there's a lot of value to be had in thinking about significant events, both in and out your career. So think about things where something stood out in your life. You know, were you experiencing a really tough time? Had you delivered a really tough project? Did you work with a really tough client? Did you perhaps have a personal challenge in your life? Uh, think about things where you might have had the opportunity to publicly display your skills, whether it was presenting at a conference, for example, or perhaps during uh, some kind of athletics or sporting event. You know, anything like that that stands out as being significant to you. Think about experiences where there was a really good outcome. You know, the example I used before was delivering a really tough project. Uh, it could have been, you know, planning a significant family holiday, which, which involved lo loads of logistics. 
think about things that gave you uh, uh, large amounts of pride or that you were really proud of delivering. Uh, think about things that were a particular challenge. Uh, you can also think about things that, for instance, your colleagues or peers could not do. So what project did you complete or what thing is it that you did that others weren't uh, or couldn't easily do? Uh, think about things that you'd like to experience or do again. You know, it might have been, as I said, you know, planning that 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 big family holiday where you had to put loads of moving bits together and, you, you know, the the, the, the the outcome of the holiday was fantastic. Everyone loved it. Everything went according to plan. Think about events like that and think about events that excited you. Now, it may take you some time to come up with seven of these, but it is quite important because it gets you down to the level of detail that you need and it'll cover a good breadth of, of your life and your experience. Now, once you've written up all seven of these stories, then you can move on to the next step. And this is really about drawing up a grid uh, and populating that grid with as many skills as possible. Now, um, the book lists some skills, but there's also some great tools around. The one that I've been looking at a lot is the OECD skills database. And this is the one that Jamie mentioned in the last episode. And I'll post a link that goes straight to that to that skills uh, grid. And um, you can go through these. You can add your own ones. You can use some of the ones that, that are all the ones that are listed out in the book. And um, just get as long a list as you can. And when you get this, you can do it on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper. A spreadsheet will probably be easier because what you're going to be doing is once you've listed out those skills is then mark off uh, against the stories that you've written up before where or which skills you used um, in those in those stories so when you go through and you list out all the skills try and group them into three groups that I spoke about before so those are the people skills the data skills and then the skills with things so looking at some of the people skills um, you know these are things like supervising and managing motivating people, persuading people, recruiting people, selling to people, um, consulting or delivering advice, coordinating people in teams, helping people link up or connect, um, assessing, evaluating uh, and treating, uh, you know, people, you know, this alludes to a career in terms of healthcare, for example, interviewing people or drawing out information, raising people's self-esteem. So, you know, all of these sorts of things, uh, try and list those out. Um, and, you, you know, you shouldn't struggle to come up with loads. As I say, the book's got a really good list that you can get started with. Um, you know, things like speaking, listening, uh, mentoring, counseling, guiding, communicating, amusing people, um, playing an instrument, for example, to entertain people. So list out all of those people skills. Then you're going to move on to the data skills and list out things like using uh, the, or these are the sorts of skills you might want to consider using your int intuition, being creative, innovating, inventing new things, visualizing things, designing things, imagining things, thinking creatively, um, systemizing or prioritizing things, looking for patterns, working with numbers, you know, developing things, improving things, solving problems. There really is quite a lot when you start thinking about working with data and, and information. Think about things like planning, programming, researching, um, studying, observing, you know, compiling records and, and even, you know, copying things. It, it might be tracing or, or, you know, whatever it is. So and then finally, think about the working with things skills and list out all of those skills that are 
that that you can find um, things like making or producing or manufacturing things, repairing things, finishing things or restoring things like restoring furniture, for example, building or constructing things, sculpting things, cutting, carving, chiseling, uh, setting up, assemble, you know, think about uh, flat pack furniture, uh, operating or driving vehicles, um, you know, uh, anything like that, manipulating materials, again, like sculpting or, you know, those sorts of things. So think about that as the third set of skills. Now, once you've done this, you should have a fairly substantial set of skills listed out. And what I want you to do is not only list the ones that you know you have, list out the ones that you know you don't have. So this is why I want you to look at resources like uh, this book, What Color Is Your Parachute, or the OECD Skills Database, or any of the other ones that Jamie listed in episode 17. Make sure you have as complete a list as possible. And now this is going to form the basis of your skills inventory. So what you're going to do is you're going to then have a list of all of these skills. There may be many hundreds of lines. And you're going to have a number of columns across which relates to the seven stories that you've written up. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now, the next step is then to go through those stories and mark off across the three categories of skills, what skills or which skills you used in that story or were present in that story uh, or that significant event in your life. And once you've done that, you've basically come up with a grid or a matrix, and that is your skills inventory. Um, so... You will have invested quite a bit of time to do this, but it's really powerful because immediately you can see your strongest skills. So what are the skills that, are, that were pervasive across all seven or many of those seven stories? And it'll also help you highlight the gaps. So where are there blank lines open that, that you know you, you don't have any skills in or skills you didn't use, skills that weren't pers uh, present in those seven stories that you've listed out? And... Um, now that you've got this, you'll have a really good view on what it is you can and, and, and can't possibly do. It's a good tool to start looking at career options then because now you can see with these groups of skills what are the sorts of jobs I can do or if I'm looking at jobs and growing and doing something new, what are the sorts of skills that I need to be able to do these. And again, uh, the OECD website is uh, really good uh, to do this. And it has a breakdown of skills uh, by country. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't list all the countries in the world. Uh, many, there's Europe, many, most of them are these sort of European, North American uh, countries. But again, it'll give you an indication uh, of what sorts of skills are in demand and also which sorts of skills there is an excess of. Um, so, for example, if I go in and I look at the United Kingdom, it gives me a good breakdown of skills that are hard to find in the workplace. So the sorts of skills that employers are really looking for. And then also on the other side, skills that there are in excess of. So if I look at skills that are hard to find currently in the United Kingdom, it's skills to do with education and training, engineering and technology, health services, mathematics and science. And these are in descending order of, of um, the difficulty to find. Uh, so it goes all the way down, arts and humanities, verbal abilities, uh, resource management skills. And now you can start seeing the matrix of skills or the skills inventory that you drew up. How does this relate to the skills that are currently in demand in your um, country? And you can actually drill down to region as well. 
if I can go and scroll all the way down the list and then I can see there are a number of skills uh, that are in excess and those are things like manufacturing and production and you know this seems obvious now because a lot of manufacturing and production has moved to lower cost countries like India and China and, and other countries in, in, in um, sort of outside of Europe and worrying enough business and management. So what it is is telling me there's um, a, an oversupply of business and management skills. And um, once you're on this website and uh, you'll, you'll be able to then go and drill down and look a little into the detail around why um, there is an oversupply. So drilling down, it'll tell you um, the biggest oversupply of those skills is the clerical uh, clerical skills and then sales and marketing skills. So now you can start seeing that these are probably not great areas to go into at the moment. The competition's going to be high. There's going to be lots of candidates. Um, and you can then also see why those skills have been rated as being uh, in, in, um, over, in oversupply, you know, and it's to do with things like either unemployment, uh, sort of wages and, 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 and rate, current going rates, uh, current employment, hours worked. So again, this is the OECD uh, tool skills for jobs, and um, it really does give you a lot of insight into the workplace. And uh, doing this without doing the skills inventory would be pretty meaningless because it doesn't really mean much where you don't know where you are and you don't know what sort of skills make up your inventory. So you need to do both of these things. Um, define that inventory and then go and have a look at what's out there. Now, once you've done this, um, you've got the really uh, strong basis of foundation for looking for those career changes you might want. Uh, and even if it is staying in the same career, for looking at some blind spots and some gaps, you know, and filling those skills, what are the skills that, that are lacking to give you a complete picture? Because what you want to do is you want to get a balance of those skills. Again, when I go back and, and talk about the three groups, the skills with people, the people skills, the data skills, and the skills with things, you ideally want a bit of a balance between all of those. And, um, you know, you don't want to be too uh, invested in, in, in one bunch of skills because, again, as I've said, the more of these um, transferable skills you have, the more choice and the more flexibility you'll have. So this is a really good tool, as I've said, to start shaping your career, whether it's a change or just career growth you want to go through. And um, you can then take the skills inventory and you can use other tools uh, to help you uh, on that journey. And, and this is, again, where I can't recommend this book enough. Uh, the skills inventory bit is just one tool in this book. The book talks a lot about character traits. Uh, it, it really has a lot of practical exercises in that are going to help you think about uh, your skills, think about what it is you want to do, think about things that you're good at, and really then use this to, to develop your career. So great book. I'll post the link in the show notes, so feel free to go and have a look at it. And also, in addition to the book, don't forget about all the free resources out there. And... Um, Many of them, are, well, there was a whole lot listed again in episode 17. So, you know, go and visit the show notes for episode 17. You'll see those all in there. The one I've talked through today is the OECD website. Uh, again, loads of stuff in there about skills and jobs. Use all of these free tools out there. Um, you know, they really will get you going on your journey. And, you know, reach out and speak to people. Uh, you know, have a talk to people who have gone through this before. So... That is the skills inventory done and dusted. Uh, 
please do go ahead and uh, spend some time investing uh, or investing some time in building out the skills inventory. As I said, it will be really helpful. And um, yeah, good luck with that. If you have questions, please get in touch. Uh, again, you know, you can um, uh, get, get in touch via social media or you can drop me an email at info at agilecareerpodcast.com. As I've said before, I really love hearing from listeners. Or in fact, just leave a question in the reviews and um, I will respond to you. Uh, it's been great having you uh, and listening uh, to the show. Again, thanks so much for taking the time and I look forward to speaking to you in the next show. Take care and bye-bye.